0: Welcome to Radio Tamboa, an outreach of ACFA, the Africa Center for Apologetics Research. ACFA equips God's people for the defense of the faith, biblical discernment, and cult evangelism. Let's begin today's message. Welcome to part four in our series of Why We Must Test Prophets. My name is Roger Zatwebembire of the Africa Center for Apologetics Research we have looked at some of the tests that one can use to identify a true prophet from a false one. Now, it would be a very sad thing to pursue someone who claims to be a prophet, to live your whole life based on his teachings, only to discover too late that he is not a true prophet. And as you can imagine, many believers, especially in Africa, are already doing this. It takes great courage to look at the facts and admit that you may have been deceived by a false teacher. This is not an easy task, but one which all Christians should do. Our allegiance needs to be to God. It's okay to give respect to those who teach us about God, but if one claims prophetic authority over you, you must test him to make sure he qualifies for your allegiance and obedience. So how can we test prophets? I encourage you to listen to the previous messages that we've already made on why we must test prophets. So that you will know why this is urgent Why this is important And learn how to know if the prophet you are following Is really sent by God So far we have talked about the faithfulness test And the fruit test And so today we look at the third test Which is the fulfillment test And this test asks the question Do prophets' predictions of the future come true? In other words If a man claims to be speaking from God And makes predictions about the future We want to follow those predictions To see if indeed they come to pass If they do not That's one obvious way to conclude That this man has not been sent of God Now of course we know Not all prophets make predictions In the name of God But if they do True prophets make true predictions And not false ones Now remember The God of the Bible knows all things past, present, and future, and nothing takes him by surprise. So if a true prophet's predictions made in God's name are fulfilled, predictions made in God's name that are fulfilled vindicate or validate this man as a man of God. And on the other hand, if they are made in God's name and they are not fulfilled, they simply identify this person as a false prophet. This fulfillment test appears more than once in the Old Testament. Moses wrote clearly about it, especially in Deuteronomy chapter 18, if you read from verses 21 to 22. Moses says that when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not come about or come true, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken, the prophet has spoken presumptuously, you shall not be afraid of him. Now, I've already mentioned that false prophets who served in the royal court during the time of Jeremiah, that those prophets had told the people of Jerusalem what they wanted to hear, and that they would not see sword or famine, but would instead have peace. Now according to Jeremiah, the Lord told him that the prophets are prophesying lies in my name. In fact, Jerusalem would suffer exactly what those false prophets promised would not happen, and God's rebellious people would be victims of the sword and the famine. We see that happening in Jeremiah chapter 14 uh, verses 13 to 16 as Jeremiah predicted. History shows that Jeremiah was right and the other prophets were not. In other words, they were false. Because as the events stand out, the Babylonians conquered Jerusalem. Many of its people were killed and many more of its people were sent into suffering and exile. Jeremiah was the true prophet, and the court prophets were false ones. Their predictions did not come to pass. Much as they sounded encouraging, and they sounded comforting to the people who needed to hear a message of hope at that time, they were not from God. And as long as the message is not from God, it does not matter how it makes you feel. It will not come to pass because God has not said it. Therefore, God is not obligated to fulfill it. Now, what are some of the examples of those prophets, whether individuals or churches or institutions that fail to pass the fulfillment test, especially in our day? There are religions today that you may have heard of that are founded on false prophecy. A key example is uh, Seventh-day Adventism. Adventists attend church on Saturday instead of Sunday, as many of you already know. The Seventh-day Adventist church claims that Ellen G. White, one of the founders of the religion, had the spirit of prophecy and was declared by Jesus to be the Lord's messenger, but she prophesied falsely in many ways, as we will see. For instance, in 1850, Ellen G. White reported that her special accompanying angel told her that the time is almost finished for Jesus to return, and again that the time can last but a very little longer. Six years later, in a conference, she announced that Jesus would return again before everybody who was present there with her had died. And as you can imagine, more than 150 years have since passed, and Jesus has not come back, and all those people who were part of the conference are dead. What is the conclusion? G. White failed the fulfillment test. G. White was a false prophet. But we have another case here. Branhamism. If you meet a Christian today who calls himself a message believer or attends a message church, that person is likely to be a follower of the American prophet William Branham. In 1933, Branham claims to have received a vision in which he saw the United States stand in two ashes from coast to coast. He predicted that this would happen by 1977. In 1965, Branham predicted that the city of Los Angeles, California, would sink beneath the ocean, later clarifying that it would happen before his son, Billy Paul, was an old man. Now, as you can imagine, Billy Paul is now 85 years old, and Los Angeles has not yet sunk under the ocean. We have another example, founder of family radio, Harold Campings, a man who announced that Judgment Day would take place in 1994, and it didn't. After his prediction failed, he spent millions of dollars on billboards and advertising to promote his claim that Jesus, the rapture, and the end of the world would begin on May 21st, 2011. As you can imagine, he also failed the fulfillment test. In other words, Harold Camping was a false prophet. We have another one, a famous televangelist, Ben Hinn. In January of 1990, he claimed the Holy Spirit told him that the Cuban dictator Fidel Castro would die within 10 years, but Castro stayed alive until 2016. In the same, Professor Hin said, The Lord also tells me to tell you in the mid-90s, about 1994-95, no later than that, that God will destroy the homosexual community in America, and he will destroy them with fire. I don't need to convince you that that has not happened. We have our very own in West Africa, T.B. Joshua. In 2016, he predicted that Hillary Clinton would win the U.S. presidential election and then removed the prediction from his ministry website when it did not come to pass. This year, T.B. Joshua prophesied that by March 27th, COVID-19 will be over. Now surely I do not need to convince you that COVID-19 is still here with us. Now, one important point needs to be made concerning the fulfillment test. If a prophet makes ten predictions and one only one fails, he is still a false prophet. Even if he passes all the other tests, one false prediction clearly shows that God is not leading him. It is very important for us to remember that. You you might think, for instance, that this sounds too strict. Now, I want you to imagine a scenario. What would it take for somebody to be a murderer? Does it take killing one person or everyone he meets? It only takes just one murder and that person is declared a murderer. In the same way, all it takes for one to be a false prophet is really to make one false prophecy or one false prediction. And once that is done, we can safely regard that person as a false prophet. You may remember where the Apostle Paul says that those who live by the law, if they break even one law, they have broken all of them. Now the same principle works against people who prophesy falsely, that they may have prophesied some things that have come to pass, but if they prophesy one thing that does not come to pass, It is a clear indication that God did not speak to them in that one thing. So why would we trust them? Or how would we know that several of the other things they have said are actually true? Already that casts a shadow of doubt upon them and therefore a call for us to be cautious and watchful in anything else that this person is likely to say. When such prophecies are made in the name of God by people who claim that they have special authority to speak for him The failure of those predictions exposes them as false prophets. As God's word says in Deuteronomy 18.22, When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord and the thing does not happen or come true, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken presumptuously and you should not be afraid of him. One prediction that does not come to pass makes him a false prophet. And one must not be afraid of him. Now in our next message we will be covering the first test which is the fact test. And I hope that you will continue listening to the previous ones to kind of build up a background upon which we will make our conclusions. Until then I encourage you to download our free track, Four Ways You Can Tell true from False Prophets, at our website www.akfa.org and you will find it under the resource section under articles. But in the meantime, you can also find our tract there, responding to Seventh-day Adventism and William Mariam Branham on the same page. The challenge and threat of false prophets is real. It is even more evident in our day. Many lives have been ruined by false prophets or false predictions, and the scriptures call upon us as believers to test before we trust to be diligent like the Berean believers, that we may not fall foreplay to the schemes of prophets in our day, and even more so, we may protect our loved ones from the same danger and potential destruction. May God bless you. To learn more about the Africa Center for Apologetics Research, visit us at africanapologetics.org.